Hello and welcome to John's Orthodox the week ending July the 5th, 2020. I've had a busy week. I've been working hard on The Moon, which is book 18 of the Ravenglass Chronicles. All the issues I had with getting through the story and not having an outline and all that stuff are way behind me. I'm probably about two-fifths away through the draft. Now, what I'm doing is, even though I have gone back to outlining, I'm carrying on the thing of cycling. So what this means is, even though my progress through the manuscript is a bit slower, I'm making sure that my chapters are finished in a fully edited, redrafted, rewritten state before I move on to the next one. Again, it's just an experiment, but it's working well so far. What I've decided to do as well, which I should have done probably a long time ago, is to change the way I track, the way I work. So what I usually do is record my word counts every day. So I'll have first draft word counts and redraft word counts and then top them up at the end of the weeks and months and things like that so I can see how my patterns work in terms of when I'm productive, when I'm less productive. Now I'm going to keep doing that, but I'm also adding a second layer of tracking so what I'm going to do now is track by project. I want to see the start date, the end date, how many actual working days are spent on it, an average word count per day. I'm actually calculating the average word count as finished words. So for example, if it's a 50,000 word novel, it takes me 50 days to do, then that's going to be 1,000 words a day. Now I might be writing 3,000 words a day and doing all the redrafting and things like that, but that's how I'm going to start measuring it. This is basically to give me a better idea of how long it takes me to do things. Because even though I've been doing this for a few years, I still feel like my estimates are off by quite a bit when I try to predict how long a project is going to take. So we'll see how that goes. I've started doing it for the moon. I'll be interested to see how it works for longer projects. But at the moment, it's looking like a good idea. So I've got to complete the moon by the 15th because we are having a new bathroom fitted. The bathroom we've got at the moment is the one that came when we moved into the house. It is very outdated. I think it was probably fitted in the 1990s. It's got horrible kind of greenish brownish tiles. It's got handles for the old woman who used to live here to not slip over when she's in the bath and things like that. So that means there's going to be a lot of disruption. That means we're going to probably have to figure out what we're going to do about actually using a toilet because we have one toilet in the house. So I just want to get everything out of the way. I have a feeling we're going to be doing a lot of day trips. And because of this... Because we're getting a bathroom, we had to go to a shop. Now, I haven't been in a shop since March. Could be earlier than that, I'm not sure. But I've definitely not been in a shop since lockdown. And we went to B&Q. And it's a bit of a nightmare. The floors have got arrows and things, which direction you can go, and bits to stand, which is all fine. It doesn't quite work when you've got a guide dog. You know, they can't read the signs, they can't read the arrows. My eyesight's not brilliant. I went in with my wife, so she helped me around. But there's no way I'll be able to manage that by myself. It's a bit annoying. I just need to think, oh, well, I don't like going to shops at the best of times, so whatever. But there is a feeling that those measures, the way you herded through a shop like cattle, is demeaning for everyone involved, and especially people, I think, with disabilities, because it's unworkable for me with a guide dog and visual impairment. So I don't know what I'm going to do if I need to go to shops myself. Probably just stick to ordering off Amazon. I mentioned last week that I decided I was giving up on reading the news and listening to news podcasts and things like that. I've done that. So my time has been spent in what I see as a more positive way. I've caught upon some writing podcasts, caught upon some business podcasts. I don't think I really realised how much time I was spending consuming the news. And so I think it's definitely helped with the pressure I'm feeling in my head. I don't feel quite as frustrated with the world. What is it to say? Ignorance is bliss. 
And this goes back to a point I made a few weeks ago about the idea of mastery, about the idea of being the best writer I can. I can't be the best writer I can be. I can't tell compelling stories if my head is being pulled in several directions at once. I need to be as narrowly focused as I can be. It's strategic ignorance. I won't be ignorant in the sense that I will continue to read. I will continue to read history, philosophy, stuff about psychology, economics and music and all those good things. I'll be constantly pushing to improve my skills as a storyteller, as a writer on a sentence level, and also as a marketer because I need to sell my books. I need to get them into people's hands. And if that makes me ignorant, then so be it. If it's important, if it's something to do with the lockdown and things like that, then I want to hear about it because my wife reads the news. I will know about things I need to know about and the rest can go and inflate someone else's amygdala. So in terms of reading, I finished reading The Personal MBA by Josh Kaufman. Highly recommend that if you're interested in starting a business or thinking of doing an MBA, maybe read that first. I think it's a really good overview of all the things you need to consider when owning and running a business. As well as that, I read The Emotional Craft of Fiction. This is possibly one of the best books on writing craft I've ever read. I would highly recommend this to all authors. If you've not read it, it's going to change the way you think about characters, the way you think about plot, the way you think about outlining, all those things. When I was reading it, I felt like a little switch went off in my head that was like, ah, big realisation moment of how to tell better stories. I don't get that very often now because I've read a lot of books on writing craft and this one was very applicable to what I'm doing and what I plan to do in the future. So that's The Emotional Craft of Fiction by Donald Mars, which is M-A-A-S. I'm also reading Heaven's Mirror by Graham Hancock. I do enjoy reading his stuff. He's interested in the idea of a lost, advanced civilization that existed pre-Great Flood. So the idea that there was a seafaring civilization that existed before a major catastrophe at the end of the last Ice Age. I don't know how much I buy what he says, but I enjoy it nonetheless. It's fun to consider the idea that maybe the world isn't what it seems, that maybe there's still a bit of magic and mystery out there. It's good story fuel. And if that wasn't enough, I've started reading Wrath of Empire by Brian McClellan. So this is the second book in his Gods of Blood and Powder series. So I read the first one a few weeks back. Took a bit to get into. Really enjoyed it by the end. Started reading this one. I'm about three chapters in. Seems like it's going to be another solid story. Cleric of the Wasteland is now available on pre-order for July the 18th. So that is now ready. It's done. It's formatted. I've uploaded the manuscript. It's another backlog project to tick off my list. So another series closed in 2020. By the end of the year, that'll be three series complete. I'll have the Gambit series done, the Wasteland series done, and the Ravenlast Chronicles done. Now I am still flipping back and forth over what to do next with my Ravenglass series. I know I said a few weeks ago that I'd like to do the Minor Arcana cards for my next series. That's a possibility. I might still do that, but this, this series that I really want to write... I'm seeing as a bit of a flagship series, so I think it needs to be done in novels. I suppose it could work as a bigger series where I'm using all of the cards to create the entire story arc. Maybe that could be a way of doing it. That would leave me at the end with probably a 12-book series, which I think would work, but I don't know at the moment. I think there's part of me that just wants to try a longer novel. So all of my normal novels are around 50,000 words. So I want to try something that's somewhere in the region of 80 to 100,000. So it's a good fantasy read. But then I do like the momentum of the novella format. It's a bit annoying and I'm sure over the next few months 
until the Ravenglass Chronicles is finished and until I've written the prequel to this new series that I'll know what I'm doing because I feel that the things that I want to do with the world with this new series, with this new cast of characters is a bit bigger than 14 novellas which will basically be a trilogy when it's done but then there is a part of me that also thinks okay, maybe I could, instead of doing 20,000 word novellas maybe do 40,000 word novellas, make it bigger so, (laughs) I don't know I'll decide, I'll order covers soon and see if I can do something where I can maybe get 3D models done that can get manipulated and changed so I can have a series of covers where I'm not basically using the same cover every time and just changing the text, which is what I've got at the moment with my Ravenglass stuff. So next week, I'm going to be getting back into the 5am. Oops, I need to get the moon finished. So that's going to be a bit of a push to get that done before the 15th. And then, of course, I've got to start putting all my chips in place for the launch of Cleric of the Wasteland. So that'll mean getting in touch with other authors to do a bit of cross-promotion, maybe running some adverts on the earlier books, and maybe running free days on the first couple of books and things like that. So until next time, cheerio. (laughs) 